it's time to expand online. Hi, I'm Jamie Sletsky, and this is the podcast where we break down the tech and strategies that successful hands-on entrepreneurs just like you use to translate their services into online products. There is no fluff. There is no overwhelm. There is no shame. Let's get to it. It's time for you to expand online. Welcome to the Expand Online Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky, and this is episode 119. Last week, I hosted the Expand Online Summit, and it was sensational. I absolutely enjoyed every single session on the summit. I loved interacting with the speakers and the attendees, and I wouldn't change it for the world. Now that the summit has wrapped up, I wanted to take today's episode to really talk about the ups and downs, ins and outs, lessons learned, and um, just everything about the summit and why it came together the way it did and all of that. So that is what we're going to do. When you click into the show notes, like you normally do, I'm sure, because I always reference something inside the show notes, you'll see that there is not a lot of text in there. And that is because I am doing this session completely off the cuff. This episode is completely unscripted. I don't even have notes in front of me to put into the show notes. So I decided why write them after the fact when really you're listening to a podcast to listen to the podcast. So let's kind of get into it. This summit is something that I started planning in October. I started saying, what do I want to do? How do I want to create this? Why am I creating a summit? It took me a good couple of months to realize what I was creating, who I was creating it for, and why it mattered. And that's, I think, the first lesson that I learned from this summit and that I hope you learn by listening to this and for whatever you might want to create. Before starting to do any outreach or to conceptualize the summit, I had to understand why. Why was I creating it? Was I having the right intention in mind? And who was going to benefit? Once I realized and solidified that I was creating the summit so that people could expand their businesses online, everything else started to fall into place. The types of sessions that I wanted to bring onto the summit, some of the speakers I wanted to bring onto the summit, some of the keywords and hashtags and searches that I wanted to do to find people who were not currently in my sphere to bring them onto the summit. Because frankly, if you look at the summit lineup, very few of the people who I ended up interviewing were people I knew before I understood what I was creating and why I was creating it. I think there were four that I had a prior relationship with. And that's it. Yeah, Jenny, Sue, Ari, and Diana. That's it. Everybody else came about because I knew what I wanted to create and the expertise that they were bringing to the table. That's one of the things that makes a summit unique is that you don't have to know everybody before you start. You just have to understand what role they are going to fill. So that's something that was really, really paramount. 
And I think that is what contributed, or at least part of what contributed to the success of the summit as a whole, was that I didn't just bring in people who I already knew. I didn't bring in people who had big, huge audiences. I brought in people who were going to bring the conversation to life, people who were going to have an impact on the attendees. So let's get to the next part that I want to talk about with respect to the summit. If you remember back January 1st of this year, I released the new name of the podcast and the new branding of Expand Online. That all came about once I got clear on who the summit was for. And I realized that I didn't have the right visuals, the right vibe, the right atmosphere to bring people into the fold. The people that I wanted to bring into the fold are people like you, creatives, artists, people who have talents that translate someone else's life. They help create transformation. And that was something that was paramount to the summit was to bring you comfort and knowledge and insight into how to translate all of your innate skills into an online space. And I did that by bringing together sessions that are anecdotal and sessions that were inspirational, sessions that were practical, and sessions that were aspirational. And with those types of sessions, it made it very easy for the attendees to pick and choose which sessions they wanted to attend and which ones were going to benefit their business the most. We also had sessions that covered different verticals, whether they were online one-on-one teaching, um, online group programs, online courses, online memberships, online physical product sales, um, Instagram, you name it. We wanted to make sure, or I wanted to make sure that my speakers brought things that spanned beyond what my personal expertise is. I am really good at helping my clients take their online education product idea all the way through launch. So we're creating courses, we're creating membership sites, we're creating group programs, we're creating virtual workshops. That's what I'm really good at. But I knew that that's not necessarily the first step for the people who are ultimately going to be wanting to create those products. It may be that you want to start selling your art online, or you may want to be able to take commission work, or you want to have a place where you can sell your sheet music or where you can create custom um, or whatever it might be. And so I knew that the courses were not the only avenue. So I didn't want to call the summit the Expand Online with Courses Summit because that would not have made as much sense. I wanted it to be the Expand Online Summit for artists. And that's what I created. So let's talk a little bit about the format. One of the decisions I made was that it was going to be a five-day summit, running sessions Monday through Friday and every session being available for 48 hours. It felt really appropriate to me to run the sessions for 48 hours, giving people ample time to watch the sessions they wanted to watch without feeling rushed. A lot of summits 
run sessions for 24 hours. And while I think that makes a lot of sense in some verticals, I don't believe that that is all that conducive to um, creatives and artists and also the current climate where everybody is staying at home and our schedules have all been mumble jumbled. I also um, made all the sessions available over the weekend. So from Sunday, from Saturday morning until Sunday night, all the sessions were available. So even the sessions that had previously closed, I opened those back up. And that was to give an extra opportunity for people to watch the sessions that they might have missed or that they wanted to um, watch again. One of the things that I am doing is I am also making the summit sessions available with a weekend pass. And you can find out more about that at expandonlinesummit.com forward slash weekend. And what that is, is that's giving you access to all 23 sessions for a weekend. All the details are at expandonlinesummit.com forward slash weekend. So definitely check that out. But one of the other reasons I wanted everything available for 48 hours was because sometimes it's just not that easy to know what you want to watch or know what you should take a look at. And so if there wasn't a session that felt really good to you to start with on Monday, so you started on Tuesday and then realized, oh, I was watching this session with Sue. Now it makes sense. And I want to go back to that session with Jenny, which was on Monday. It gives you that opportunity to bounce around a little bit more between the sessions. So that was one of the other reasons why I really wanted to make a longer open time. Now, let's see, what else did I want to talk about with respect to the summit? Oh, the summit goals. That was a super important one. I ran the summit because I wanted to increase my exposure and awareness and visibility within the creative and artist community. Plain and simple, I was gifting the community, gifting you this opportunity to learn from all of these speakers. And my gift to you became a visibility tactic. It became an opportunity for you to learn who I am and what makes me just bubble with joy and what it is about my style that may resonate with you. That's why I ran the summit was for increased visibility so that I could launch the Expand Online Incubator for Artists, which is my group program. It's based off of my mentorship one-on-one program, but it is a group program taking you from idea through launch in 10 weeks. Your online product can be created in as short as 10 weeks. Well, actually, we're creating it in eight weeks and we're launching it so that you actually, by the end of the program, have people participating in your program. If I had chosen to launch the incubator with any other means other than a summit, I would have had to pay a lot of money for ads. Plain and simple, because there was no awareness and no visibility for me in the vertical that I wanted to work in. So that's why I chose to run a summit in this way. Next time I launch the incubator, I will launch it with a different strategy so that I can continue to use the network that I have created with the summit. 
That being said, I am planning on running the Expand Online Summit for Artists in 2021. I'm planning on running it in May, just like I did this year. So stay tuned for that, absolutely. Now let's get to a little bit of the nitty-gritty tech side of the summit, because I think that it's worth understanding what goes into a summit so that you can understand if this is a method that you want to use. Remember a couple weeks ago, we talked about different launch methods. That's why I am sharing all of these details with you now. For my summit, I used WordPress to house the live summit and it housed the registration, which I used Gravity Forms integrated with Active Campaign. And from there, Active Campaign brokered our relationship. It's where I was able to communicate with you and send out emails. I also used Thrivecart and MemberVault for the paid component and the affiliate side of the summit, which I will get into in just a couple of minutes. Within WordPress, I built out my site using tools that I normally use. I used the Astra theme and Beaver Builder, the Ultimate Beaver Builder add-on, and Gravity Forms like I already mentioned. I also used a plugin called a post duplicator, which made it super easy once I figured out the layout of a session page to create 23 copies so that I had a session page available for every single session. And then another plugin that I used, which was super important, was one that allowed me to redirect my pages when they were no longer active. One of the things that I think is super important is that if you ever send out a link to someone in an email, that if they click it after it's expired, that they still get a good experience. So if you were to go and click on a link from the email to the summit right now, it would take you to a page that doesn't say, whoops, 404, try again. Instead, if you clicked on the link to, let's say, um, Francisca's episode from inside your emails, it would take you to a page that has a one-minute video clip from our session and offer you the opportunity to purchase the all-access pass. Much nicer experience than, whoops, you clicked a bad link. So that was one thing that uh, I ne definitely needed was something that does redirection that allows me to complete the loop and make it so that every experience is as succinct as it possibly can be. Within WordPress, I would say that I probably spent about half of my summit prep time inside WordPress, just building up all of those pages, building up everything that needed to be there. The rest of that time I spent between Active Campaign, Member Vault, and Thrivecart. And this is all on the production side, not on the content creation. We'll get there in just another couple of minutes. So the when I say the other pieces, Thrivecart. Thrivecart, as I've talked about several times on the podcast, is the tool that I use to sell and broker transactions and also for affiliate management. It integrates with Active Campaign, which makes it super easy. So when someone purchases, they get automatically added into Active Campaign, and Active Campaign knows what to do with them because I set that up. I also have all of my affiliates or all of my speakers set up inside of Thrivecart so that they could get referral commissions because when an affiliate sends someone over to me 
and they choose that person chooses to purchase, I paid my speakers a commission to thank them for both being a participant on the summit and for sending this individual over to learn more from me and from the summit. Thrivecard is a wonderful, wonderful tool, and I highly, highly recommend it. Then there's Member Vault, and you know I love Member Vault. Member Vault is where I'm housing the All Access Pass and also the Weekend Pass. And what I've done in there is I've just put the content that needs to be shown inside of one of my products inside of my Member Vault account. And then Active Campaign is able to send people into Member Vault and give them the access that they need. Member Vault is a super simple place to house all of that. So that was a really simple component. Within Active Campaign, I set up automations to send out emails that were supposed to be sent out and the time that they needed to go so that there was constant communication and awareness of what was going on with respect to the summit, both before the summit, during the summit, and now after the summit, because I want to make sure that the experience didn't just end on Sunday night when I said, okay, encore's over, bye. I want to keep going with this relationship. You matter too much to me. I want to make sure that you get the tools you need in order to actually expand your business online. That's my driving force. My driving force was never ever list size or financial, how much money can I make from this summit? My goal has always been, how can I be of service to you? That being said, I am still in business and that's why I had to use these time limited factors and create the opportunity for the all access pass and the new weekend pass. So that's kind of the everything in a nutshell. Um, if you have any questions about the tech side, I'm more than happy to answer it. The last piece that I want to talk about with respect to the summit is the logistics of the interviews and creating the relationship that I have with the speakers now. I cold outreached every single speaker. Well, except for the four that I already had a relationship with. I reached out to them via Instagram or via email and said, hey, this is what I'm doing. I'd love for you to be a part of it. This is what I've enjoyed watching on your Instagram feed or in your Facebook feed or through your emails or on your website. I used something super tangible that they were already doing. So they knew that it wasn't a cold pitch. It was something that was relevant to them and they could see themselves being successful with this. Then we set up an information call to say, yes, I think this is going to be a good fit, nailed down the topic, and then we did the interview. And the interviews, they went really well, enjoyed all of them. And then I used Camtasia 2020. Actually, I used Camtasia 2019. I now use Camtasia 2020 because I upgraded right after I finished doing all the summit work. I use Camtasia to produce the episodes, editing out, adding the intro and outro and a few things like that. And then I house the videos on Vimeo Pro. And then I just embed those into the WordPress site and into Member Vault. Wow, that's a lot about the summit. I hope that it wasn't overwhelming. I hope that it was exciting and interesting. And most of all, I hope it inspires you 
to take on a project that is bigger and more unknown than you've taken on before. I firmly believe that you have it in you to create an online product. I chose to use a summit as my launch vehicle for the Expand Online Incubator, which you can definitely get to um, find out information about in the show notes or by going to techofbusiness.com forward slash offer forward slash incubator. Um, I used this as my launch method because I wanted to lead with service, giving you a lot of value so that you would then realize what opportunities lay ahead. When you start thinking about your launch strategy and what you're going to do to get your online product out there, invite me into the conversation. Let me help you figure out what the best modality is for you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Expand Online Podcast. And definitely, if you haven't downloaded it already, be sure to get the Expand Online Getting Started Guide, which you can access right from the show notes or by going to techofbusiness.com forward slash online product. I'll be back with another episode next week sharing how to take a physical creative business and start to create an education product from there. Have a fantastic week and I will be back on the mic next week.